This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Three days after the pioneers arrived in the Salt Lake Valley, they headed to Warm Springs in Marmalade. It was the area that they could all go and get in a giant natural hot tub. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing building and it's going to be saved. That's our topic today. Inside Salt Lake with Jim DeBacchus. Stay tuned. Warm Springs. You know where it is? It's the old Children's Museum out at 300 West, 840 North. You've probably driven by it. And either you know where it is and it has a little warm place in your heart. See what I did there? Or you've just driven by it a hundred times and you have no idea what the hell that is. It is very cool. There's a city park there now. And that's what we're going to talk about today with Sylvia Nibley. She is the spearhead. She's the crusader. She is the woman who's put together with others, a group that is trying to save this landmark in our city and uh, in that marmalade part of the city, especially. So, Sylvia, welcome. We're glad to have you. Times change, cities change, things happen. Why are you trying to save this old building from the 1920s? What relevance does it have? And aren't we better spending it on potholes? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question, Jim. Um, so, I mean, here we have one of the most historically significant places in the whole area. The fact that it's just been kind of forgotten for a long time doesn't mean that it's any less valuable. Just means that it's time to bring it back. So we're talking about some springs. Hot springs. Hot, hot springs in Salt Lake. A lot of people have never heard of that, but it's true, and it's always been true, and we really want to get people soaking there again. Where, where else? I think there's a place in Ogden. I used to, I remember years and years ago going that was kind of up in the mountains or somewhere that was a hot spring, and then there's, of course, lava hot springs. What are the hot springs that make your heart skip a beat around our area. Are there any other ones? Well, you can just ask my beloved Jim over here. He knows I love all the hot springs anyway. <laughs> uh, who, who doesn't, right? But most of the time, hot springs are remote. You know, they're up in the mountains or in a canyon. And a lot of us drive to Crystal Hot Springs, which is great. You know, it's an hour 15 minutes from Salt Lake. A lot of us drive to Lava Hot Springs, which is also great. But the fact that we have one right here in town that's not being used is just kind of a no-brainer. So the the Native Americans discovered this early on. Apparently, they have been here somewhere ten to fifteen thousand years uh, in the neighborhoods of Utah. What evidence is there that Native Americans loved and appreciated our warm springs? So it looks different. That if you walk there now, there are several places where water is bubbling up. It's incredibly clear and pure and beautiful. Um, but what would it have looked like 
in the times of uh, the, the Native Americans and then when the first uh, white people arrived? It's absolutely kind of there's something mystic and magic about it. It's wonderful. So it wasn't until 1913 that this like a little hot lake, what how would you, or a hot pond or a hot pot? <laughs> All right, thank you. I mean, not like the Great Salt Lake, you know, but I mean, okay. So people would dump stuff in there, or, or the regular sewage from the city went in there. Oh my goodness! Luckily, we dried it up and replaced it with something. Those refineries with that you know were for the public good. So, uh, all right. So that happens, and, and it dramatically changes that uh, topography there. And it's not, but there's still a bunch of water coming out there. So talk us through for a second, that, and we realize you're not a geologist, but why is it, why is it hot, and what is coming out of there, and where, did, where does it go to the center of the earth and then come back, or why, why is that spot, why, why does this happen there? I want to go. So in a, in a in broad strokes, though, the runoff comes down, somehow gets down 
pretty somewhere to some distance, 3,000 feet into the earth, and there's hot stuff down there, a big microwave or something. And then it gets heated up, but the whoosh down, the waterfall, or however it gets down there, also is an impetus to bring it back up, and it, and it seeps up and through. And there it is. Okay, so there would be those who would say, okay, all right, nice, but, you know, we, we live... We live in a time where we don't need all that. Let's cap it off. Let's develop it. Let's put a strip mall. There's money to be made. There's money to be made here. So let's go back. So the, the pioneers arrive in 1847, and how long did it take them to figure out, whoa, this is a good place? Hey. This is the place. <laughs> <laughs> it took them about three days. That's it, really? I mean, when they first arrived, I'll bet they didn't have any bathtubs at all in 1847. So that was that was, they would go in cold rivers or brooks or, or heat something up and some way. Yeah, yeah. So this ready-made 107 degrees, which is pretty good. Is that what? It, how much is a how much is a bathtub? How hot is a normal bathtub? Yeah, you know, it's 108. All right, we'll Google that and see what what that is. But would it be like what, would it be like an average hot tub, or hotter? I think, I think it's, it's hotter, huh? Eight ninety eight point six. All right. What does that mean, the first rail car stop? Like, as soon as they had any kind of transportation system, the stop was Wormspring. So You're serious. The, the first UTA stop yes. was at Warm Springs. Yes, of course it was. Wow. And, and so when, I assume when the, for a long time, when the pioneers had it, it was all free and it was natural. Whatever was there was there and that was that. They build that is structures over that. Right, structures where they would have pools and dressing rooms and things like that. They would actually have days for women, days for men. Um, that's the way they did that. And um, the bathhouses just kept getting bigger. There was a social hall there, so it was like even before the social hall that we're more familiar with in downtown, this was the social gathering place. Really. Um, so off they go, things are moving along, the city's owning it, and is there anything that happens? Because I'm going to get to 1922 in a minute here when they build the present building, but is there anything significant that happens, you know, from pioneer time to 1922? Thanks for asking. I would say the most significant thing that happened is that it was the hotspot. 
so to speak. Yeah. What do they wear? They wear bathing suits or were they naked? What happened in the pioneer time? All right. You, you know, that. have you been to the, speaking of that neighborhood, the Daughters of the Utah Pioneers Museum? That is one of my favorite museums. I just love it. The museum is a museum, kind of. I mean, and I'll bet those ladies know. I'll bet they have journals. And I'll bet... They've got the clothes somewhere that people wore in the in the hot springs. Yeah, we'll we'll find out what that was. All right, so they go through a series of buildings, though. Yeah, yeah. There were many. I don't even know how many. You know, the record shows one burned down. They built another one. There are a few photographs. If you go to our website, actually, that we're going to put the history link there. Okay, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but it's the warmspringsalliance.com? Dot org. Okay, warmspringsalliance.org, and you can see the pictures. Something big happens in 1922 where they actually build this beautiful, beautiful building. Isn't it amazing? Everybody that goes there says, wow, this is so cool. And it is. Um, it was built by the only architect that was really famous in the And was it built over water? I mean, could you did you go dip in there, or you use that to prepare to go outside and go dipping into the exposed water? Building now is, if not crumbling, it's it's decaying a little bit. Yeah. So if you go in, I looked at the outside, but um, are the pools still there? Are the holes where the pools, the empty pools? Uh huh. And it was piped in, for, obviously, from the springs. It is. It wasn't like regular yeah, water. Yeah. yeah. It actually became chlorine pools. Oh, gosh, when they changed the city ordinances, that all public pools had to be chlorinated. Um, and then it got a little less interesting for people. But, um, yeah, the hot water was piped into the building. And actually, it was considered so valuable, they piped it over to the original St. Mark's Hospital. Across the street. Across the street and used it for hydrotherapy. Wow. Um, so 1922, 23 through the 20s, it's at its heyday, and the city owns this. It's a facility, there's they charge though, I assume, or not? Yeah, yeah. and everybody's still going there, it's still. And people start to stay home and take baths in their own house. Really? So it lost some of its, the luster is starting to leave. And then uh, 
Then there is that, that. What happens? There's a park around it, though. That did something change about the park? Did the city that they all they always had that land, and it was always a park, or? People in the Marmalade area, but people all across the city. It's a, it's probably the most underutilized park in the city, I think. I mean, it's so beautiful. I'm not sure you want to be telling everybody. I mean, how do we know that? Oh, the locusts are 100 years old? Oh, the trees. And that, that's where they know, because they look in journals and it says, today we planted this many mulberry trees and this was a place, and then you go and there they are. So um, bring us up to date. Some, it's been sitting there as an eyesore, a beautiful eyesore, but still a little bit of an eyesore since how long? Is the 70s? Since when? Oh, and the city owns it, and it's just empty. Nobody knows what to do, or no big ideas, no kind of. Okay, it's called uh, warmspringsalliance.org. So what is your dream? What is your vision? What do you want to have happen? And something happened to rally the community not long ago. In the park. Is that still the park or not? That's parking for the park now, right? Um, so the community rallied and said, mm, we don't want to do that. And how did that work out? I mean, how did, how did you rally people and how did they get the proposal killed?
where I think the, the people's opinion was listened to and heard, and developer basically that's off the table now. The city said no. The developer said no. I'm not exactly sure what happened behind the closed doors, but um, that's off the table now. So thankfully, we get to re-envision what we want to have. In a way, it may be, may be a blessing that that developer went and did what he did and got people riled up and focused on the uh, the warm springs and what should we do with it and how to that. All right, I can hear people saying now, yeah, it's a good thing, it'll be nice, but the city needs money for other things and they shouldn't spend millions of dollars restoring something back to 1922, uh, even though it would be the right thing to do. So you have somebody you think that can run a warm springs and bring it back to life using their own capital and their own operating and maintenance and do it without a lot of tax dollars? Yes. Well, okay. Who could be opposed to that? Well, this possible future mayor says, oh my gosh, what a terrific idea. Um but this is a this is kind of a specialized thing. Not everybody can run a warm hot springs or even a cold hot springs. So the city's doing a thirty, forty thousand dollar look now to say, okay, well what's possible with the building? What what can we save really? How how much does it cost to do everything. So we'll have an answer to that. All right. So then anybody interested in working as a, in this partnership? And they're saying they'll put up the dough to could be millions, yes. seven, Eight. But yeah, we got to see what. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're working roughly with the, the number of 18 million for the total project. Uh huh. But um, we definitely need more information to make sure that we're really right about that. Yeah, because anybody that's got an old house and started the project, you know, you never quite know how it's going to go. You know, I have this, I have this recurring nightmare <laughs> that I'm just dropped in a city, and because we've evolved to becoming America, land of the bland, <laughs> I can't tell whether I'm in Orlando or Albuquerque or Boise or everything looks the same. They have the same stores, and they've got the same signs, and everything is the same. That's what happens. 
And it is these rare treasures, the trolley squares, the South Temples, the Sugar House bungalows, the neighborhoods that give life to our communities, that give us history, that give us something. And to just bulldoze this over and say, well, you know, it didn't pencil out is a dereliction of of the responsibility, the stewardship that's handed to us at our time. <laughs> it's a deal. Uh, well, I think it's a terrific idea, and I hope that uh, I hope that the city can do whatever's necessary. In, in a, in, you know, I'm not a patient man, so I hope you guys aren't sitting on this, and I hope the city is, and let's get moving and see what we can do. What would be the proper term? Not really grassroots in Warm Springs. It would be like a, more like, a, yeah, we need a, yeah, a little sulfur water movement. <laughs> All right. Well, I love what you're doing. I love the fact that this is so community oriented. I mean, you're, there's, there's no dollars in your head anywhere in this, Sylvia. I'm just, uh, I'm just convinced of that, right? I mean, you're doing this just because you love the neighborhood and you love the project. And uh, the official spearhead and crusader uh, for Warm Springs. You can find out more information at warmspringsalliance.net org. Uh, I'll get it one of these times. It's a terrific project. Thanks so much for coming in. And as you drive by, remember, it's about 300 west, uh, 840 north. So as you're heading out up toward Bountiful, there, uh, there it is. The history tour, we could see that at warmspringsalliance.net. Org, right. <laughs> All right, great. Sylvia, thank you. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.